When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Our Gold Chat. Joining me, Jack Ball, today are Chris Errington and Baron Cross, our usual suspects. Good, good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, Jack. Yeah, good later, afternoon. later than normal. Very late start, but well, we'll crack on. Um, so Argyle are back now from their pre-season training camp in Holland. Chris, you found out on Friday they played a second game. Um, is there any, anything more you can tell us that you haven't already let people know online? No, I mean, it's, the, the manager wasn't very keen to divulge the, the teams for the two games that uh, Argyle played out in Holland. Uh, the first one... Uh, was a bit more competitive against Feyenoord uh, and ended in a very creditable 0-0 draw. Uh, I get the feeling that, that was a pretty strong team. If, if that wasn't the starting team maybe against Peterborough, it was pretty close to it. And then the second game on Friday against the, the younger FC 2011, um, I think the younger lads in the Argyle squad, players that haven't had a lot of time in pre-season because of injuries, Jakob Sokolek, for example, um, would have played in that game. So um, I think the plan was to get everybody at least a start 60, 90 minutes under their belt. So mm-hmm. I think that was achieved. Um, they're back uh, back in Plymouth now, and it's um, all systems go for the opening game of the season at Peterborough on Saturday. But would you say then pre-season was sort of saved by those two games? I think Derek Adams, well, it was. whenever you've spoken to him in, in pre-season, he's talked about game time. Mm. You know, He's not really talked about performances or individuals too much. It's always get game time, get the... And, I think with they, they went to Holland, or before they went to Holland, the plan was to play those two games against them and an FC20. That sort of fell by the wayside a bit, but he managed to find two games. And the final game, you know, when you look at some of the players that were in, in the final team that day, that was quite a strong team they played against. So um, they've got um, decent opposition, plenty of training sessions. So I, I think he, he got, Derek Adams got what he was uh, looking, uh, looking for from the trip. Maybe a few extra grey hairs as well. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the fascinating question is, will they go to, to Holland next season after all the trials and tribulations this season, Baron? I, I, mean, doubt, I doubt it very much. The thing is, Derek likes his routine and he, he, he likes, I mean, uh, we've not been out there, but he likes it out in Dalden and the facilities and, and the little clips and pictures we saw. You know, it, it does look a nice place. Mm. But... If you're going to have problems playing games of football while you're out there, it is a bit of a drawback, isn't it? I don't think Argyle are the only team either. I think there's been, been mm. three or four various cancellations over the past week in the Dutch press. I think it's it's becoming a bit of a trend out there. I think mm. a lot of them are um, hearing one or two horror stories about one or two bad examples of friendlies that have gone wrong and they're just rea- overreacting perhaps. And maybe it will change next summer, but I'd mm. imagine they'll look at other avenues in the, in the first instance. But as Chris said, Derek Adams is very meticulous. He's going yeah. to be going to someone likes, knowing but, things are going to happen. But if you're not going to play the matches... No, well, sorry, what I mean is he's going to want to go to a preseason knowing the games are going to be taking yes, place. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think he'll want all the paperwork done and maybe even contract signed now. You <laughs> may have to go to that, that extent yeah. of get people getting contractually obliged to play these matches now. And just a spare thought for the fans that were in Holland... Mm and had paid to go there but couldn't get to see the games I mean you know I, I know a few of them myself and uh, I can only sympathise I'm not sure what much more Argyle could have done could have suggested they, that they fought hard didn't they yeah. that's what the suggestion is uh, and you know there was talk that you know if, it, if the cat had been let out of the bag about the final game for example that the plug would have been pulled on that and 
you know, that was such a good game for you know to have lost the opportunity to play that game against that opposition. Well, you said in the web chat on Friday, Chris, that it's not even on their Twitter account. No. I mean, Feyenoord haven't actually acknowledged that match at no. all, which shows sort of yeah. how tight and low-key it was. So, you know, I, I do sympathise with the fans that are out there, and it was just unfortunate all round, really. And just before we get into some of the questions that have been sent in, Baron, that's the end of pre-season now. Mm. How overall looking at it, gone, gone well, do you think? I would say so. I mean, what is that? Is that two defeats? Cardiff and uh, yeah. FC20? That's yeah. the only two defeats from eight, nine matches? Ten in the end, wasn't Ten it? Ten in the, the end, FC20 of course, yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, You can't argue with that. I mean, as we all know, we take it all the pinch of salt. It's pre-season. It's, it's a different kind of opposition week in, week out. It's a different team each time. The lines change drastically mm-hmm. uh, in each match. So you know, time will tell. But I, th- I think the fact, like you said, you alluded to, Jack, the fact they got those two matches in the mm-hmm. Holland really means there's no excuses now. I mean... They can go into this final week of preparation for Peterborough with a bit of closure, knowing that they played exactly the amount of minutes they wanted to. There's no nagging doubts in the yeah. back of their minds. There'll be no excuses on Saturday now about being undercooked. I mean, this is exactly what they well, wanted. And bonding time as well. I mean, Derek Hansen said that when they went to Spain in January, didn't they? Just getting the yeah, new players bedded in. The, the, the Argyle website had some really good diary entries from Rob McNichol out there, and that really sort of gave a bit of an insight into exactly how the, the players get on away from the training pitch. And it sounds like they had a really good time. So. A lot of great videos and social media as well of the players sort of all mucking in together. So that that looks as if it's gone really well as well. And the likes of Paul Stokes spoken about the importance of that at Plymouth. Absolutely, so living in other places. Pockets, yeah. Absolutely right. So cracking on with some of the questions, then Dominic Walker is asking about Peterborough. You you two are both going this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much so. Mm. Um, he says, "How do you reckon we will do in our first game?" <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> we'll get this every week, won't we? We won't really know, be able to predict. But I mean, Peterborough look good in their uh, final preseason. Yeah, you pushed that out on Twitter. Yeah. It? Five five one at um, at Cheltenham wasn't it, yes. Chris? Yeah. And the old um, Luton Town striker Jack Marriott, who who I vividly remember doing very well on the opening day of last yes. season for Luton, yeah. uh, scored two or three, I think it was. Mm. So I mean, of all the times to to face him again, it's it's opening day again. So Jack Marriott, yeah, he's used to playing against Argyle on the opening day of the season and playing well. I think Cheltenham have had a pretty ropey pre-season, so yeah, but five one still five one. That's mm. impressive. They've got some good players, Peterborough. Um, they look like a pretty solid squad. Looks like they've been playing three at the back quite a bit. Uh, Stephen Taylor, former Newcastle defender, has been brought in. That's quite an eye-catching signing. Um, yeah, it's you know Peterborough are a fairly established League One team. They've, they've had a little spell up in the Championship not so long ago. A good first test for Argyle, really. You know, they're they're an established League One team that would probably be looking at. Maybe playoffs, you think, this season, Baron? You well, know, at, at the top half, at the very least. Because yeah. so, Dan McAnthony said, didn't he? Yeah. He's come out and actually been quite vocal on video with mm. BBC he and Cambridge. He wants a title, 102, 102 goals. Top goal scorer in the league, three or four players in their team of the year. Not asking for much. No, I mean, you know, they've, they've got a few new players. It's how new players bed in and things like that. Um, how do we reckon we do? I mean... Me being me, if if you offered me a point now and could promise it, I'd I'd, I'd say a, a good solid point on the first yeah, day of absolutely. the season. Get a, get a point on the board, get up and running, and then get ready to play uh, Bristol City in the, the in the League Cup. But worth mentioning for people that Ricky Miller won't be playing. Yes, he's, he's the eye catching summer mm-hmm. signing there. He's he's banned for six matches and he was a goal machine in the non-league. So if you're going to take any early positives out of it then that's one that they're not going to play who's a very very impressive striker at the lower leagues and one thing that 
fans should bear in mind is if, it, if the result doesn't go the way they want it same happened last season you know it's not, nothing to be judged from one yeah, game very good point. Yeah. very early on kind of yeah no it's, it's, it's a good test I mean yeah. uh, Peterborough aren't like one of the, the red hot favourites for the title mm. equally they're not one of the teams that are being tipped for relegation so if you go there and you put in a good performance and get a result a win or a draw then you know it's we'll all start. be very happy when yeah. we're doing the podcast next week and Aaron Wilkinson's um, sent in a question saying, would you be tempted by Frelcode in the central defensive midfield partnering Fox, taking into account questions around potential concerns with Songo at this level and Sarsavik defensively? Posh are a promotion, cont- promotion contender this year, so we want to start strongly at home. So back four will need some solid protection. What, what have you sort of made of that sort of central midfield partnership throughout pre-season? So it's a very good question from Aaron. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's certainly something, as we just alluded to, Posh are not going to be an easy team to face. And I'm sure Derek Adams will take that into consideration. They need to be defensively sound. Mm. It's, it's an interesting one. I mean, that's probably the one position I probably would would hesitate to predict who will play there. I mean, it's mm. a it's a good point, really. Do you bring Threlkeld across there or do you go with Songo, who's known to be a ball winner? Um, I don't know what you think, Chris. I think I, I like Oscar Threlkeld at right-back. Me too. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential to be a good right back in League yeah, One. Yeah. Energy, tackling, mm. covering when a, an important part of a full back is the ability work to rate. cover around, work rate, um, which, which, which is all good qualities in lots of ways for playing in the midfield role. But I'd like to have him at right back. Um, Fox and Sasevich, I'm not totally, totally sure on. I, I, at the start of the season, I'm, I, I might be tempted to put Yang Tsongo in there and see yeah. how it goes. Um, he will give you a bit of bite and a bit of you know, you know tackle and defensive solidity. I'm not quite sure of that partnership it, in there at the moment. If they need to be flexible, if mm. they say caught on the counter or they need yeah. to be a bit more solid, he can easily drop in to make it mm. a back three or a back five yeah. if Threlkeld and we, we assume Sawyer mm. are, are caught up the pitch on the, on the flanks as Derek Adams likes to do. And Songo is an option there who can slip in back in between um, Edwards and, and Bradley. It's, it's you know are we assuming that David Fox is guaranteed to start or could you play Songo and Sarsavik say for example you know um, there's there's probably those it's two from those three probably isn't it if you discount if you're doing from those three yeah if, if you're discounting Thrail Cal as, right as, as can playing as right Fox back. not playing there can you can you, can you think? Uh, based on how well, how well he did last season yeah. you'd be surprised you'd be surprised um, it's just, Fox Sarsavich, I'm, I'm just not sure about that as a as a combination. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but you know, we'll see. Um, first game of the season away from home. Do you go a bit cautious and go with Songo, who's a more naturally defensive-minded mm-hmm. player than 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 the other two? It's um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, the first team lineup of any season is fascinating yes. because yeah. you spend all of the summer. Who's going to play? Who's mm. going to do this? And then at two o'clock on a Saturday, when we see the team, we never go. Oh, of course, why, why didn't we say that in the yeah. podcast on Monday? Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, one one player um, you've mentioned, Chris, that Derek Adams is fed up with you asking about injuries, but obviously mm. Jamie Ness hasn't featured. I suppose you're going to speak to Derek Adams a bit about. Yeah, injuries. speak to him in the week, and we'll, we'll find out. I mean, the, the talk was that he he would be fit to, or the hope was, that he'd be fit to train when they returned. Uh, from Holland, but so we'll still be some way back, won't either from the rest of the players. It, you know, I don't think you can underestimate it, how significant it is to miss a large chunk of pre-season. It takes a lot of catching up. You think of all those daily double sessions that Argyle have done the last two, mm. three, four weeks that Jamie Ness hasn't been able to do. Um, you know, he's going he's gonna to need a lot of training and and probably a fair few sort of. I don't know whether he'll play in the Southwest Peninsula League, but he'll need some games. You know. 
hopefully he'll be up to speed and you know maybe get him in the checker trade trophy game mm, against yes. uh, Chelsea and yeah. try and just try and, and ease him back but it's 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 made life difficult for him there's there's no two ways about it just have to ask Holly Osborne about missing a pre-season very true yeah. Yeah, yeah very true so Baron David Healy sent a question in and this is a piece I think you picked up yesterday yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Neil Harris the Millwall manager has Argyle as relegation fodder and all bookies has us at lower half of league one to finish he says, this David Healy says, I truly think that under Derek Adams will be the surprise package of League One, i.e. playoffs are just outside. Now, this sort of question has come up quite a lot in, in different guises almost. Yeah. So what, what do you think about Argos' chances and what do you think more about Neil Harris's comments? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, um, for those people who didn't read it, Neil Harris um, did a single column down one of the, the sides of the pages in the, the Sun on Sunday's pull-out supplement for the, pre for the start of the season. So he obviously won promotion from League One last year, mm -hmm. winning the playoffs. I don't think he's got any other qualifications beyond that. I think that's possibly why the Sun have gone to him. Uh, and the, the article itself is, is entirely dedicated to the promotion battle. So th there's no reasoning at all for why he thinks Plymouth will be in the bottom four. But, but pick them he has. So we've reported that and made it clear that's the facts of the case. Neil Harris thinks that's what's going to happen. Um, I disagree with it. I don't think, um, based on how well, all we've got to go on is how well Derek Adams has done in the past two years. And as he continually points out to us, is, uh, they've punched above their weight when it comes to budget and they're going to need to punch above their weight next year if mm -hmm. they're going to uh, finish it in the mid-table area at the very least, which I think they're more than capable of. History would suggest that promoted lead two sides do fare pretty well. Uh, Northampton won the division uh, a couple of years ago and ended up fourth of the promoted sides mm -hmm. and I think was 16th or 17th still. 16th, so. Yeah. History is on their side. They've got a very good, promising manager there who we can put a lot of faith in, who he tells us has got the targets that he wanted to. There's still two outlying. It'll get at some point over August, we hope. So you, you would have to think that uh, all signs suggest that they're, gonna, they're not going to struggle. Time will tell, of course. We don't know how the season's going to map out. We don't know how injuries or suspensions are going to affect them. But yes, I would disagree with Neil Harris. I, would, I, I think David's probably been a bit strong with, with the playoffs. I'd be delighted. I'm sure we'd all snap snap his hand off for, uh, for a run at the playoffs next year but um, I, I think anywhere between let's say 7th and 14th I think for me is, is where I'd pitch Argyle but Chris it's not bad to not be one of the favourites Argyle never one of the bookies favourites Portsmouth are and they come under a lot of pressure yeah I mean there's some big hitters in the division and there's some clubs that have made some good signings we'd be talking about Northampton for example weren't we Jack yes. some of the impressive signings they've made you know Aaron, Aaron Pierre's one that sticks out but they've, they've made an, a number of signings that yeah, it's going to be a very competitive division, and you know Argyle might it might take Argyle a, a few weeks to find their feet. You know they've got these new signings. Yes, they've bedded in and played a lot of games in pre-season, but you'd like to think as the season goes on and, and the players get used to each other and they get used to the system and what Derek Adams wants, and uh, he can make a few tweaks uh, tweaks along the way that Argyle will improve. So, but I, I would agree with Baron. I, I think seventh, you know. Playoffs and around there might be a bit on the optimistic side, but it's been quite close the last few years, hasn't it? There's not been a lot of points difference no, between yeah. those and, sort of teams. You know, Derek Adams has, has got a good track record. You know, if, if you offered, you know, if you offered me the table now, I'd, I'd be very happy with that. I think you know that would be a good um, foundation platform to build on for the following season. You know, let's get their feet in League One, mm. get used to the surroundings, get used to it all, and, and go from there. But Football's a weird game, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if they win the first couple of games, you know, who knows? Um, I, I, my feeling is it might take them, you know, a little bit to, to a little bit to find their feet and get going. But you, you've got to look at the manager. His, his track record is very good, and you know, I think that should give Argyle fans a lot of, you know, 
room for, for cautious optimism that you know he, he will be able to make that team perhaps achieve more than people looking outside. You know, let's be honest, you know, Neil Harris has done a very good job at Millwall, but he won't know a, long, great, a great deal about Plymouth Argyle, mm. so it's it's almost an easy option to sort of you yeah. know, pick for teams that are going to rent. Be, it's, it's a bit like tipping Morecambe for relegation in League 2 every season, isn't yeah. it, really? What I would say today is I think we'll be doing a piece later this week with all of us predicting our yeah. top few <laughs> yeah, positions. We, we, did, for our sins. We, we, we did a great job last year, so mm. we'll try again in League 1 mm. uh, this year. Um, Toby is uh, sent a question saying, how many of the new signings do you think will start against Peterborough? Again, this is a bit all guesswork really, isn't it, Chris? I think Ryan Edwards will. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Um, Lionel Ainsworth, Aaron? Guys, it's tricky, isn't it? Cause you yeah, you those two attacking wide players, I mean, you've got... They're the three, aren't you, across the, mm. behind the striker. They're really hard to pick because they've all, all impressed at certain Grant, points. Grant, Ainsworth, Lemires. Where's Kerry going to go? Kerry will be in there somewhere, won't he? I'm just trying to think who's going to start. Um, left back, Taylor Sinclair, Sawyer. I, I think, think Sawyer will get the knob over Yeah, I think you say you've got Edwards. Can Lemire and Carey play together? I mean, yeah. we don't, I mean he's going to have to shunt Carey out wide. I don't think he fancies Lemire. Away from home at Peterborough, do you go? Again, I'm going back to my. I'm going a, bit, a little bit cautious, maybe. If you were to go with, you know, with what he likes, he knows, he knows what he's going to get with Jervis and Carey. You go with Jervis and Carey. So then you're and looking then at maybe, maybe Grant on the left. And then maybe Grant on the left. Or uh, Taylor up front. He's going to be playing counter attack on Saturday. Yeah. Two or three? Going to push you two or three? Edwards, Will. <laughs> um, I, th I think Grant. Two. I think two. Edwards and Grant. And then who else? And then Jervis is on the right. Carey, Taylor. Yeah, might be two. Two. So we've got it here. We've two heard it here. Two. So, I mean, it's, I think we, we, we sort of resorting mm. to default, aren't we? We know what we're getting from those other players. Yes. Adams knows what he's getting, he likes yeah. them, they've got them promoted, and I think he'll give them a fair chance and try and take as few risks as mm. possible. So there you go, Toby. Both Chris <laughs> and Baron have said two. We'll see if they're right on Saturday. Don't hold us to it, though, Toby. Come we'll on. See, you'll need, see now Kerry will get dropped. <laughs> we'll <see that> now. <laughs> Dan Smith has sent a question saying, who do you think would fit the bill for the vacant number nine role? <laughs> I know Argyle seem to find diamonds yeah. in the dirt in terms of free transfers, but surely spending a bit of money on a known, reliable goal scorer would not only show intent to our fans, but to other teams in division as well. It's not easy finding a reliable goal scorer that can come at a, a decent price. Not the week before the season starts, because either he's not going to be a proven goal scorer mm. or you are going to have to pay over the odds. Um, you, you're not going to get a reasonably priced, proven striker mm. the week before the season starts. I, I still think we're looking most likely at, at a Premier League younger striker coming in. Um, it's easy to say spend the money, but you look at the money that sort of um, Omar Bogle went for for last season, you know, and he's been transfer listed by Wigan, hasn't he, uh, Baron? Yes. But his wages he's going to be on at Wigan, the transfer fee that they pay, it's, not the just, same it's just not going to happen. With the best one in the world, that isn't well, going to happen. Well, you know happen. our favourite man, John Akindi. Mm. So, again, in the Sun on Sunday at the weekend, mm. Barry Fry talked about John Akindi in the same yes. language we did. He cannot believe no one's right. taken him, and he said John Akindi would cost you one and a half million. Yeah. And Barry Fry knows transfers. Yeah. Which surprise you. It's a different and world. And that's a League Two striker. Now, he's a very good League Two striker, in my opinion. And Barron and I, I think we all agree he yeah. can play in the Championship. Mm. But where are you going to find... And, and, and Dan says finding diamond, diamonds. And, and that's good. But you go into non-league and you try and buy a, a proven striker. Ricky Miller wouldn't have been cheap. They're not going to give him away. Yeah, if, if, if it's not a transfer fee involved, there's still going to be um, strikers... You know, win your games, they're always top notch. You pay a premium mm -hmm. for them, it's not easy. 
at this stage of the season, I just can't see Argyle coming up with a proven striker. I mean, I hope, I hope they do, but logic tells you that that's unlikely. That all the proven strikers are going to be playing for somebody yeah. or they're going to be kept up, up their sleeve in case they get an injury or whatever like that. The only players that you're going to get are players that haven't performed well in pre-season, aren't figuring the manager's plans, or you look to a Premier League, maybe even the Championship team, try and find a, you know, somebody up and coming at these games and, and, and go for there. So um, I would think that's still the most likely outcome. Any, any foreign players, do you think, Chris? I mean, you've said that Derek well, had a history of going yeah, to... Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, that, that's a possibility. Again, if you, if you were committed to going down that route, do that at the start of pre-season and, and then yeah. bed somebody in, you know, bring in somebody from outside of the country, let alone, you know, outside of Derek, you know... I think that, and then throwing them in, you know, you, they wouldn't go straight into the team, would they? No. They would, they would take time. Um, it, there's either going to be a loan signing Wednesday or Thursday, or we're probably looking towards the end of August, I would imagine, when the Premier League clubs have looked around and said, look, these are the players we're prepared to loan out, and Derek Adams will go, oh yeah, he's on my list, he's on my list, and then they'll try and get yeah. one or two of those. That, to me, seems the most likely, but... Covering myself a bit as well. We all know with football, never say never. <laughs> you know, something strange could happen. I mean, I, I, proven goal scorers or uh, experienced strikers will cost cost money. And everyone wants them. And everyone wants them, yeah, of course they do. Well, I think that brings us to a nice close there. Yeah. One thing worth mentioning is our web chat this Friday will be at a different time to, to yes. normal because you're both travelling up to Peterborough. Yeah, we need so, to get to Peterborough in good time. So. Yes, so to be final. So I, I think, watch this space. Stick with we'll, the, we'll announce it online. We'll we will announce that. I think it might be worth us getting to Peterborough and then we can uh, perhaps have a, a sort of tea time slot or something like that. Yeah. But that's, uh, it's not much that's to be to be confirmed. Yeah, so keep an, eye, uh, keep an eye out for that. But Barry and I will both be there and we'll be mm. in a far-flung Cambridgeshire so we'll be <laughs> delighted to have as many questions as possible mm. for the web chat. Uh, yeah, the web chat. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us. A few days away from the start of the season. Yeah. We'll be back again next week. I think Stuart James will be back from his... It's time abroad, so he'll be back hosting. Thank you very much.